my Texas toaster, bro. Oh, here you go. Shoot. Did you get the Christmas cards we got you this year? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I get a shit ton of fan mail, so it's a lot of mail to go through. But yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think I did. Y'all get that uh, the tannin bed I sent y'all last year? Yeah, the one you sent three years ago. Three years. Wow. Oh. Oh. Well, it is a tannin bed, you know. All right. Hello. Welcome to the Kentucky Dad Podcast. Big Blue Drew here with you. Thanks for tuning in. If, um, if you haven't yet, catch up on the Cats by 90 podcast. We did some Alabama previews, a lot of talk about basketball, tons of, tons of UK sports news going on. But today on the Dad Podcast, man, we have somebody I've been really looking forward to talking to, a big friend of the show. If people tell me they listen, and I think they just tell me they listen, but this guy I know does. So we have uh, Vinny Hardy from Cats Talk Wednesday. He does some uh, writing from um, Just the Cats Radio. So we appreciate you coming on, Vinny, man. I've been waiting, been excited for it. Man, appreciate you having me, Drew. Um, just a cool idea of the whole dad part thing. I've been, I have listened to every one, man. I, I was a few, I was behind a few. And then I saw you had my man Terry Brown on episode four or five. And so I watched the two or three before him. And then I've been listening ever since. So I get behind, I binge them and catch up. But man, this is just a, just a cool idea, man. It's really cool. Appreciate well, you having me. You're definitely one of the people that I had in mind kind of when I was formulating the idea. And like you mentioned, um, you know, another friend of the show, TB, um, came on and he was he was one of our very first guests and crushed it. So yeah, man, I, I appreciate you and I'm I'm looking forward to learning a little bit more about you because we haven't had a ton of chance to meet in person. I don't really know much of anything about your family, so I'm excited. But you know how we roll though. We always start um, with TV dads, and since you are um, so accustomed, how we go, man. I'm gonna let you go first with your TV dad. Man, it's you know you gotta have, you have to shout out for the heavy hitters that have already been on. You know the Clark Griswold, Carl. Oh, Wimpo. I forgot too. You got you got a good you know you have a good scope of what's already been said too. Very nice. Yeah, yeah, those are the heavy hitters. Clark Griswold, uh, Carl Winslow gets mentioned a lot. Um, I you know I, I'm waiting for somebody to say Uncle Eddie off Christmas vacation because that's a train wreck <laughs> of dad. <laughs> Pull up in a camera and just crash in on the fa- in a camper and crash in on the family. That's that's something else. And his kids, Lord bless them kids. <laughs> Man, I gotta admit too, Vinny, especially with you knowing the format, I did not expect you to come with cousin Vinny, and I'm excited you did because I think actually maybe last episode it might have yeah it was a uh, Nick Coffee, um, you know the local radio host here. I'm in town in Louisville. He mentioned um, Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World as like not the father, but still a fatherly (laughs) figure. So I do think now we're getting to the point, you know, where there's different realms of this. So you're right. You know, there's a lot of people sliding under the radar for sure. Yeah. And I got to give you all props for you and Nick because, you know, Frank Lambert deserves to be mentioned for all (laughs) the reasons y'all pointed out so astutely because – Ooh, Frank, boy. Yeah, good for him, oh. right? Yeah, no, man, we've, been, we've been really digging. Hulu's got the nice lineup on, so I've been, I've been like, crushing some TV dad content. But obviously mine, I played it a little bit before. I mean, if you know, you know, Eastbound and Down. I've been reuniting with Kenny Powers this week. Um, if, I know that I, I've definitely seen them all front and back. My wife's kind of, like, you know, seen a few here and there. So we've been watching that again. Have you ever, you ever watched the Eastbound and Downs, Vinny? I did a little bit. I'm I'm terrible when it comes to movies and shows, and so I, I caught a little bit of it and knew who he was, but uh, I wasn't deep into him. But yeah, that's that's a it's that's a wild a ride with right Kenny there. Powers, Kenny, man. I, I yeah. won't even try to explain <laughs> his uh, his fatherly tendencies, but um, it was good catching up. He kind of just pawned his kid off uh, to Stevie, you know, who's his little assistant. So he's he running like, down. It's terrific. Um, one he of like my Uncle favorite. Rico. He like Uncle Rico. If Uncle Rico was a dad. <laughs> 
<laughs> but even more. Well, uh, all right, man, let's just jump into it then. So tell us a little bit, like I said, man, so you, one of your biggest things I know you're kind of known for is doing Cat Stock Wednesday, every Wednesday religiously with Terry Brown. I know you guys have been doing that for a while. I've heard the story of kind of how you all met and all that stuff. And then I know you're doing uh, the Tony Delk podcast too. I didn't even mention that one earlier. How cool is that, man? I mean, you're, you're doing a, a podcast with Tony Delk. So me being 33 years old, which we've had Tony on, you know, um, I mean, that's amazing, man. So how cool is all that stuff? Just tell us a little bit how you got into all the Kentucky media stuff and, you know, a little about the family too. Yeah, man, I was kind of a, you know, a late bloomer, I guess is the term, you know, didn't, I can't say I wanted to do this out of high school or into college. Uh, took some, some, some accounting classes in college and, you know, just went ahead and got a job out of school and just, you know, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? So I started working at a bank back in the day. I know you're working at a bank now. Uh, and I live outside of Knoxville. So I would just kind of listen to a little sports talk down here as well as national stuff. And I got to know some of the sports people down here, sports talk guys, Went to remote. I was like, man, how'd y'all, how do y'all get into it? What do you do? And he's like, man, start a blog. So started me a little blog way back in the day and just writing little stuff with my opinions and mm-hmm. maybe one person. Who knows anybody? Even read always it. about Kentucky. Oh, your blog was always from the beginning about Kentucky sports. I would write about everything. It was okay. Kentucky, of course. And then you know, I'm, a, I'm a Braves fan, a Rockets fan, a Cowboys fan. So I, I write about all that too. Ooh, we don't got uh, enough time to digest all that, but continue. Yeah, yeah. So this was this was probably ten years ago. Then there was other little sites, you know, you you submit your stuff and, and there was an, a a website called the ISN.com independent sports. This lady let me write for her website for a little bit and then got to write for Bleacher Report for a while when they were really rolling, got to be a feature columnist there. Wrote for Cameron Mills Radio and still got credential for games. Wrote for Wildcat Blue Nation. That's where I covered my first game at, Kentucky and Tennessee down in Knoxville. And then – Thompson Bowling, you went – that's where you covered it? Neyland. Neyland's football game. Was oh, okay, football. I've done – that's one of the SEC football stadiums that I've covered too, man. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah. And um, let's see. Then TB and I, you know, like you said, knew that story, you know, kind of meeting on Twitter and doing the show for about a year and a half before we met in person. And we get in the credential games for Wildcat Blue Nation and then Karen Mills Radio uh, while we're doing Cast Talk Wednesday. And both of us have kind of gotten opportunities just from us getting together doing that. He's on ESPN 680 with you guys doing post-game shows. And uh, I was able to do the Believe in Kentucky podcast. Uh, it's the whole, a whole network, Believe Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. They started out doing L.A. teams. They branched out. And I saw the college teams, and they had Kansas in there and a few SEC teams. They didn't have one for Kentucky. So, when applied and, you know, gave them some some audio from Cats Talk Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they brought me on, and they're like, you want to do it solo or you want to you bring in a co-host? Because, like, the Believe in Warriors podcast is a media dude and Rick Barry. I'm like, oh, that's pretty wow. cool. Right. So, TD, TB and yeah. TD. I just thought of that, man. You do it with TB and TD. Exactly. And I'm a little bit older than you. So, you know, TD, I'm 43. TD's freshman year at Kentucky. I'm like a freshman in high school. So, you know, and never had met him, but the 96 team was the first championship I was old enough to remember. And so to be doing a podcast with arguably the best player on that team is crazy. Yeah, that's cool, man. I I knew a little bit. I guess I see a lot of the, um, you know, the different branches of that podcast network. And I knew you did it with Tony Dub, but 
man, that's even cool just to hear you kind of walk through it and talk about that. Cause yeah, I mean, he's, he does a lot of media stuff at, and now, but guys our age and, you know, people that are old enough, just, just know him as a lethal score. So very yeah. cool. Very cool. What about the family, man? Tell us a little bit about, um, you have two kids. Got two boys. Uh, me and my wife, Katie, we've been married 19 years. Micah, our oldest will be 12 next month. Wait, you got, hold on a second. You got a, you have a Katie too. Also like Terry, right? Yeah, I had my Katie first. He just got <laughs> Man, that's crazy. <laughs> but that's what I said. I told him, I said, you can't go wrong with a Katie, so. I'm sure y'all talk about that a lot. I haven't heard that, but that's that's funny to me to hear it new. But uh, all right, sorry, man, go ahead. Oh, it's cool. Back when his, his engagement tweet went viral and, like, the whole world saw it. Yes. Oh, uh, that's what I was telling him. I was like, man, you can't, you can't go wrong with a Katie. So you I almost brought that up earlier because I just saw it when I was kind of looking you, you know, your stuff up. And I was like, man, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna rain, you know, give Terry no shine on his thing. But man, that blows my mind. Five hundred and something thousand views, man. Just, yeah. I, I woke up, I didn't see that till a few days later, and was like seeing some of the, you know, not just the the volume amazed me, but some of the celebrities, man, that were on that. That was unbelievable. Yeah, the actual <laughs> Twitter account retweeted it uh-huh. to fifty eight million followers. So I mean, you you know, this is insane. But yeah, congrats to them and um. My Katie and I have been married 19 years. Like I said, Michael will be 12 next month. Chandler just turned eight in October. They're pure comedy. They get along great. Oh, wow. Michael's now, maybe. Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Michael's always been a good big brother. So, um, and look, for, for seven years, we, we didn't think we could have kids. And both of us had reason to think we couldn't. So we didn't mm. prevent kids, you know, and, and then – you know, surprise, here comes Mike. And I'm like, okay, so we, we can have kids. But we were always at a mindset, if it happens, we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And so Micah came along, and then Chandler came along in 2012. And, man, now it's – you know how it is. Your your daughter is about the same age as Micah, maybe a little bit older. You know how fast that decade plus goes. She's already about to be a teenager in the blink of an eye. And it, that's how fast it goes. It does, man. And it's really taught me um, – <laughs> My wife would kill me if she heard me say this, but I was going to say taught me patience um, with my with my baby now because I do at least at least try to tell myself that I know a lot of the difficult stuff and all that is very temporary. All the stuff you love is also temporary, man, because they, they do, they grow up so fast. And I at least try to tell myself on those days when I just want to pull my hair out there like, man, in you know, six months, it's going to be totally different from the way it yeah. is now. So, yeah. cool, man, so you got your two boys, I guess, are they are they big into sports and keep you busy with all that stuff? Michael's in the sport. They're both playing for fun. Michael's more into sports. He'll he'll watch the games with me, keep up with who's ranked where and, and mm-hmm. who beat who. Uh, kind of jumping into fantasy football with me a little bit this year. Chandler's more – he kind of does his own thing. He's he's the karaoke kid. He's the kid in the music. He's the kid that likes to sing. If he's watching the game, he'll just kind of pick who he likes. He'll, he'll say he'll, he likes the Miami Dolphins a little bit. But he's not really deep into it. He's just kind of whatever about it. But – um you know, they, they get out in the yard and have a little fun or, or play at school and stuff like that. Uh, Micah really likes and keeps up with it. Chandler's just kind of ah, you know, so-so about it right now, which is cool, though. Well, we got started a little bit later tonight. We was both, uh, you know, running around, I'm sure. So what, what was your dinner plan tonight? How did you get, get fed and get taken care of on this Thursday night? Man, Katie made a big old pot of chili yesterday. Oh, so oh second day chili. chili. Oh, man, it's so – 
And I look, I'm I'm a chili person year round, but it's a little bit cool now. And it's even you know, mm-hmm. good old hot bowl of chili. Put your uh, cheddar cheese in there, a little dollop of sour cream, and some little Fritos. And I'm hey, mm-hmm. man. Okay. Yeah, my daughter, my daughter's linked up with you tonight because she actually um, texted me while I was at work. Oh, I'm going to stay, stay at grandma's house. She made chili and uh, cause that's kind of her thing. And she was down, man, because she, you know, they're canceling basketball for to at least January. Mm-hmm. She was kind of down today. So that was kind of her thing. She stayed at grandma and ate chili. So good for y'all. So uh, we ate stuffed peppers. My wife actually crushed the meals, specifically saved them for a grandma night because, you know, a 12, 13-year-old girl is probably not going to eat that. So. They were good. Uh, wife, wife crushed it tonight. Um, let's roll down the questions, though, man, so we don't miss nothing. So th- this will tell me, obviously, a lot about you, like I always know. So do you drink more coffee, soda, or alcohol? I would say it's, it's probably equal parts alcohol and soda because I'm a – look, look we're from Kentucky, Drew, so I'm a big bourbon guy. Yeah. Just like Evan Crane, just like probably most of the <laughs> panel of guests that you've had on this podcast. So I'm, I'm a huge – you know, give me, a, give me a bourbon and Pepsi in the evening or a little bourbon and Dr. Pepper, something like that. So, I, I, I you know, alcohol and soda. Very rarely do I drink a cup of coffee, you know. So okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be soda and – What and about alcohol. soda with no alcohol? Do you ever just drink soda or is it usually together? Because then it would pretty much be I, – I would give you the 50-50 split almost on that. <laughs> Not as much soda as I used to. Uh, I, you know, I try to drink more water. Yep. Uh, you know, and juice. And, and look, I'm still a kid. I still love Kool-Aid. I ain't going to lie. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, we still pick up a lot of that stuff off the shelf. That'd be a good topic. Actually, we got to start integrating some of that into the dad podcast because we, we definitely do a lot of that to keep us young, try to act like the the squeezes or the, the Mondo drinks or something that takes you back is like for the kids. And, you know, you're snagging those out late at night for sure. Yeah, great Kool-Aid, orange Kool-Aid, tropical punch. Y'all love it. I, I, got, I, love it. I got a pantry full of Kool-Aid in there right now. <laughs> Um, what about father figures in your life, man? You mentioned, I know you repped the 606 and all that. So how is that, um, kind of, you know, just, just shape the father that you are today and everything. Yeah, man, I was, I was born in Lynch, Kentucky. And, and like you said, you, you had some Eastern Kentucky representation in here. Jamie Boggs was up in here. He's mm-hmm. from, uh, from Putney, Kentucky. I'm from Lynch. We're both Harlan County guys. So I, mm-hmm. I appreciate you giving us love in here. Nice. My dad, look, I, ju- I look just like him. He can't deny me. Melvin Hardy Jr. And technically, I'm Melvin Hardy III, but I, I go by Vinny. Vinny is the nickname they gave me to keep the confusion down okay. from Melvin Hardy Sr. and Melvin Jr. They was like, let's just call him Vinny. So, um, hey, you, think- bank, you mentioned working at the bank. One thing I know doing that type of stuff, juniors and seniors, man, that makes that type of stuff hard. You got to really be dialed in, not, not messing that stuff up with the That's finance. right. That's right. You know, they, they get each other's mail. They get each other, you know how. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So my dad's cool. I mean, uh, he was born and raised there in Harlan County. Uh, started out, worked at Sears forever, about 10 years there, and then went to the, the coal mining company, Arch Mineral, for about okay. 30 years, and then he retired. Got up, went to work every day. Never really, I mean, my parents kept me straight, you know, and everything I got, I deserved. But he never was. He he kind of was was laid back and chill a lot of the times. Really kept me detailed. You know, I'm 10 or 11, 12, and I'm, you know, out there mowing the yard. To me, mowing the yard was fun. You get to see you get to see all the progress. But I was the one that didn't want to weed eat. And I try to mow and just skip out. And he'd get me back, uh-uh, weed eat and finish it up and, and do it right. If you can do something, do it right. So he mm-hmm. 
he put that detail in it and made you sure that you don't have do stuff, stuff like that. Um, my dad's dad, Melvin Hardy Sr., moved to Kentucky from Leeds, Alabama, same hometown as Charles Barkley, moved to Kentucky at age 17, got a job in the coal mines. He worked 35 years in the mines. My mom's dad worked 40 years in the coal mines. Both of them just, just uh, solid dudes. Love both of my granddads. Um, you know, go fishing with them. I don't really, I'm not like a big fisherman myself, mm-hmm. but I would go to spend time with them before they passed away. Cause they can't go to the park and hoop with me. They, those mm-hmm. days are over for them. So I would go and fish with them and, and they Man, talk. I bet they had some, some real stories about, you know, toughness and earning a, you know, earning a keep for sure. Yeah. Yeah. My, my dad's dad, Melvin senior, everybody called him Mr. Big Timer. He was a big, strong, tough dude. Didn't uh-huh. take no mess from nobody. And he uh-huh. was hilarious. My mom's dad, everybody called him Sebo. You got to have – everybody got their nicknames. So, uh, solid dudes, both my grannies, solid ladies. My mom is great. You know, my dad's super outgoing. My mom's kind of quiet. I'm kind of a mix of both of them. Unless I'm talking about sports, then I talk nonstop, which is, you know, why I'm doing all these podcasts and stuff. But It seems like maybe you picked up there. You mentioned how your dad was kind of chilled and laid back. Like, it seems like you kind of mirror his temperament a lot because I know that's that's always been my impression of you is, like, you got to, you know, kind of even kill temper, lay back. Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah. And my dad is the type, you know, if he he's running to the store for my mom, Lynch – is a little bitty town. It was huge in the 20s and 30s when the coal industry was booming. But, you know, as the coal industry went down, a lot of people moved away. So it, the town is little and it's shrinking and they're trying to do tourism stuff to, to bring revenue. Yeah, okay. I'm going to try to read up on that. I, I like always like, you know, talking to different people from around the state because um, I like learning about history, too. And I don't I don't know as much about a lot of that as I would like to. So um, I, I just wrote that down. I'm, I'm going to learn a little bit more about your and, you know, Jamie's neck of the woods. Yeah. So when Cumberland is the the bigger town, it's about five miles from Lynch. But if, if dad goes to Cumberland like for a gallon of milk and a loaf of bread, which would take 20 minutes, he's going an hour and a half because he knows everybody and he's talking to everybody in the store and he's running the dudes he work with. That's the type of person my dad is, knows everybody and never met a stranger. So. You know, a little 15-minute trip, my mom's like, man, what took you so long? Well, I ran into such and such, and I saw this person, and, you know, you know, that's how my dad is. Man, I was like, I was seeing a pretty girl or two away on a, you know, chance encounter at Berea on a visit. I could have ended up playing basketball there. My whole life could have been essentially different. I went to Berea and kind of um, – I don't I probably told this story on uh, the one with Jamie, but I took a high school teammate with me, actually. He ended up um, going to Berea. So that was pretty cool. But, yeah, I don't know, man. If I would have seen the right girl or something, you, you never know. I don't remember what kind of even prompted me not to um, to pursue that further. But I know that's kind of, like, right in the heart there. So definitely gives you guys, like, a personality and, like, kind of like a swagger and an identity to yourself. And as we know, man, 606 and all that, you guys like to, to represent it. Absolutely, man. Everybody's proud of being from the mountains and um... – Love the whole state, but that that whole mountain area, Harlan County, Perry County, Clay County, Bell County, where everybody's 606 by God, as, as the old dude said mm-hmm. uh, a few weeks ago. Everybody's proud of 606. Do you like what you see yourself? You can never imagine, you know, moving a family somewhere else. What about uh, what about Katie, your wife? Is she the same way, kind of born and raised in that area? Now, she's from she's from Tennessee. You know, I live I live outside of Knoxville. Uh, my wife is from from this area was Morristown, Tennessee is where we're from. Uh, moved down here because her father got sick uh, several years back. He passed away in 2013. 
and it was you know more employment and stuff here than where I was okay, from okay. Uh, I in southeastern Kentucky because like I mentioned it was it was cold and there wasn't a lot of secondary stuff so right yeah I remember you mentioned that that's exactly what I was getting at actually like it's just got to be so hard to to remain there and stay there with the the changes that are going on because it's hard to you know, come up and have a, a decent job, I guess, close to where you can support people. The, I mean, I would assume anyway, like you mentioned, just with the transition that it's going through. Yeah, yeah. A lot and of people then, like my age and younger have moved away. My dad was able to to finish it out and retire and stay and, and never moved away. But, you know, a lot of people, like I said, I'm, I graduated in 96. A lot of people moved to Lexington, Louisville, down in Knoxville Way or, or wherever else. But so I'm a couple hours from home and I still go back and see my parents. Uh, got aunts and uncles there. My sister lives there, but she's an RN and she'll just kind of get nursing contracts and, and like she would work in Lexington for a while and, you know, just work on the weekend and then go back to her house. And now she got a contract in, in Texas for a couple months and then she'll come back. And, and that's kind of how she does. It. I said, that you're almost as close to retired as you can be and still having a good paying jobs. That's kind of how she does it. Where'd you go to high school, Vinny? Uh, Cumberland. Same as uh, Freddie Maggard, George Massey. Those guys. I went to Cumberland High School. What about us? Uh, so COVID coping, man. We always talk about that. You know, everything's I mean, gosh, we're whew, 2021 is not looking a ton better right now. Hopefully we get basketball and all that stuff rolling. But how have you, uh, you know, kept your sanity, stay busy? Um, what's the, been the plan at your house? The boys are doing school at home. Um, my wife had gotten has gotten furloughed. She's working at home from now. I'm still been working where I'm at. It was it was kind of deemed essential. So uh, we've been kind of keeping it low key, and just you know you take it one day at a time. Right now, man, it's, and uh, kind of get creative and and you know you, you take some hikes. You know, we became hikers and nature trailers and good, outdoorsy good. type stuff like that to kind of just change it up a little bit, a little change of pace. And, and like you said, just, just one day at a time is kind of all you can do right now the way the way it is. But just trying to keep it low key and, and stay as safe as we can. Well, what's the differences down there? I'm, I'm sure it probably uh, it's it is probably quite a bit different. I think as as. As rampant as it is in Kentucky right now, I think Tennessee's got it beat. I hadn't looked at the numbers lately, but oh, I'm sure they do. But I just feel like aren't do they do they do as much like as uh you know like there's no in person school or anything here right now. Um, you know all the dining stuff. Do they they have like similar restrictions or it's all moving so fast right now? Not yet. I mean, maybe they'll um <laughs> get to where they have to kind of decide if they're going to do that. Um. But yeah, they're, because we, we get the texts and notifications from the school, you know, you know, a kindergartner's got it, a teacher's got it, oh, somebody else got it. So it's, it's like you said, 2021 isn't shaping up to be better. It's, it's still trending the wrong way down here, too. So yeah, maybe sure, they'll kind of take some action to, to, to lock things down a little bit or, or do something because it's, it's rough. Yeah, the last few weeks, I went from knowing, like, just a handful of people that have kind of been impacted to, like, man, over the last two weeks, it seems like, I mean, it's just dozens and dozens of people. And I know, you know, personally, people that have had it and actually been really sick, younger, healthy people and elderly people. And, man, it just – it's it's warmer right now. So, hopefully, this is going to get to be the worst of it. The lockdowns help a little bit until the vaccine's out. Because do you think – what about Vinny? Um, I know I talked to Tony and stuff a lot. He's dialed in with the – SEC network and all that. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be delays and postponements and stuff and cancellations with basketball season, but 
what is y'all's overall vibe? I mean, are you thinking they're going to be able to figure it out like football has and just navigate it? Or is it really uh, alarming that, you know, this whole thing could get shut down based off the kind of last couple of weeks of, of high positive test rates and stuff? You know, we, we talked about it a little more last week. We recorded an episode today, but we talked about it more last week. And, and, and it's just now the focus, just what's, what's the best thing to keep the, the kids safe? Because we haven't even started, Drew, and, and Izzo had it. Jim Baham had it. Those guys aren't young either, you know. Uh, and yeah, Like I said, man, it, it really opened my eyes over the last couple of weeks because it, when you start seeing the – you know, man, that didn't have to happen type scenario. Like, you know, I've seen that a few times where it's like, man, these people, um, it, it just, you know, even if they did have any, you know, another type of, they were sick in another way, like a pneumonia or something like that, it still just adds that extra pressure. And with this, uh, in particular breathing. So I don't know, it's just open my eyes, man. I think I'm even myself going to do a lot better with, you know, all the protocols and things. And it's going to be tough with the holidays. It really is. It's just, it always feels like some, huge obstacle but i agree with you man it's, it's really going to be an impact and louisville's getting hit right now the, the cards are, are having mm-hmm. a, a struggle right now on the basketball side so it's if we haven't all this and we haven't even got to the to the games yet it, it makes you wonder how they're gonna it's just gonna so tough it. for me i still like I'm, I'm excited now that the basketball season schedule came out i kept saying that like it was tough for me to really be like locked in but now you know the season's out the game time just said I mean we're less than a week away but yeah. part of me still is just like I don't know whenever there is these cancellations postponed, a lot of this uncertainty about who's playing who I just like to know man everybody has their schedule this is who's the best and that's kind of how I really just enjoy you know college basketball throughout the season um and it's just going to be tough you know just gonna have to appreciate the game that's on tv at that time and no matter what it'd be great to have it back I and mean, we're gonna be sitting in the house anyway but yeah, so many more games and stuff and being indoors. Um, I know a lot of people are upset that, you know, we were just mentioning the, the regulations that were put in place for retail stores and office settings and things like that. But they're still going to, you know, 3000 fans in Rupp Arena. So every game will be a little bit different dynamic. But, um, you know, we normally don't do it, Benny. But what do you think? How do you think the Cats are going to look these, these first three games to open? You think they're going to kind of look a little sluggish, struggle, not polished up? Or are they going to come out and, and floor these teams? I think it'd be a little bit of both. I, th- I think they'll kind of look, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in my mind impressive against Moorhead and then maybe there'll be a struggle game and then a bounce back impressive game. I think it'll be a little mix of, of both, but I mean, they're, they're young. They always start off slow and we don't need to look at the slow start last year at, well, after the Michigan state game, we don't need to look at what happened after that. We don't need to go there. <laughs> but you know, you know, with with the whole Evansville thing, yeah. so I think, yeah, I'm a, I think of look like gangbusters, a little bit of a come down to earth struggle game, and then uh, a, a impressive game to to do, to to do those first three. That's kind of my guess. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think one thing to keep an eye for, and we'll start wrapping up here because you know we don't get too much into the sports. But I'm watching I, BJ Boston's really up on a pedestal, man. I think everybody's just. Sharpied him in as, you know, leading scorer, best player on the team. So he's got to be that. I think that's important. And it doesn't really matter so much these first three games, but I think that's most important. What I'll keep my eye on is just him kind of uh, asserting himself. And you seeing what everybody's expecting is for him to be that first team all-SEC, you know, preseason player that he was picked to be. But let's do dad jokes, man. I'm about to try to get to bed. It's Thursday evening. Got one more day to get through here. Um, So we'll wrap it up. But I'll go first. I just, just located my dad joke. Here it goes. Sneezed all over my toast this morning. 
I can't believe it's not butter. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And I got to go with, uh, and these are perfect, man. This is, and you look, this is, this is the essence, man. Dad joke city. I got to go with, I got to borrow one that my father-in-law told all the time. Like I said, he passed away in 2013. Every time we go out to eat, me and my wife look at each other and roll our eyes because you knew he was going to tell the waiter or waitress he was going to come with that joke at some point once we got a table. It was like his go-to dad joke. But uh, he would say, what do you get when you cross a teenager and a billy goat? A lawnmower that won't work. So every that was his go-to man. Uh, could, man. I thought it was. I, I definitely thought it was gonna be something related to like you know waitressing or you know having some type of food delivery. So that man, he came out. That was good. Yeah, that was his go-to man. He told everybody that we just roll our eyes. You like, is he gonna is he gonna tell it five minutes after we get seated? It's gonna be six minutes. What's the over <laughs> under? You know, it, he was coming with it, man. It did not matter. We start growing and be like, oh, God. But he was coming with that joke at some point before we left. Man, it left an impact on y'all, too. Good, man. Well, good. It sounds yeah. like you had a great, great family upbringing and, you know, doing a great job now with the two boys. So I was glad we got a chance to catch up, man. We'll do it again. Congrats on all the, the successful stuff and your podcast with Tony and all the stuff with Terry. So good for you, man. Thank you for taking some time. And we'll definitely do it again, Vinny. Hey, man, appreciate you. Appreciate y'all for uh... – putting every episode of Believe in Kentucky on a sea of blue, man. So we, you know, we, hey, yeah, man, it. I'm not, I'm not saying I might've had a little hand in helping you out with that, but I might've. So no, yeah, not, not a problem. It ain't no, it's, that's easy. Yeah. Go, I'm happy for you, man. Everybody wants to hear it and, lo- and loves listening to it. So we'll catch up soon and hopefully maybe middle of the season or so we'll catch up. Hey man, appreciate you, Drew. Thanks for having me on here, man.